Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry within global presence. We are located at 4326 Pharaoh in Syracuse, New York, 13219, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones and the senior pastor and founder is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. All are welcome. Now we are coming to what people call the unique and the tables of this day. And it's God. We had entree, we had many different samples of what God has given, but there's nothing like that food. Amen. That food that could, that can fill us spiritually in a way that we will not we will not leave here. If you're receptive to God's word, you will not leave here the same way that you came in. Amen. Let us all stand. Amen. Give God praise as we are doing so. Amen. We have a few today. Let's praise God for us. Thank <laughs> you. 
scripture of the day, excuse me, the, um, the title of what the Lord wants us to describe on today is the promised land. Amen. The promised land. And I'm going to get right into it because we're going to cover a lot of ground and then he's going to use his props to share with us what he wants to say. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men out to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every one among a leader, every leader among them. So remember that 12. That's in Numbers 13, 1 and 2. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up this way into the south and up on the mountains. Don't move them. Go up on the mountains, amen? And see the land and see what it is like. Whether the people who dwell there are weak, are strong, are few, or many. Whether the land that they dwell is good or bad. Whether the cities in which they inhabit are like camps or strongholds. Whether the land is rich or poor. And whether there are forests there or not. Mm. Be of good courage and bring some of the fruit from the land. Now this was the season where the first ripe of grapes and that's found in Numbers 13, uh, specifically 17 and 19. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I bow before you right now. Use these lips of clay, God, as you will, Lord. Allow your word to get over to your people in the way that you desire for it to go. Let me not move too fast or move too slow. Let me move in your timing. Slow my voice and the excitement enrich me so that it can come across as clearly as you have given it to me, to your people, oh God. I thank you for the opportunity to stop and to deliver your word with power, with vigor, with exuberance and excitement, oh God, as you have explained it unto me on today. And I thank you that it will produce what you have said for it to do. I glorify you in the absence of our bishop. I thank you in the name of Jesus for this word illuminating right now on today. Amen. 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 So there's two things. Twelve spies. Twelve spies were given the following instructions. So all of what I have just read to you is broken down and boiled into three instructions. And it is go up and survey the land. Go up and scope out the land. Two, be of good courage. And then three, bring some of the fruit from the land. So when we talk about going up and scoping out the land or going out and surveying the land, he took out of all of the children of Israel, those children who just came out of Egypt, he said, go Moses, get 12. So that was one from the head of each tribe. He said, go get the 12. And go send them up the mountain, over the hills, to see what's going down in the cities. I chuckled when he said, go scope, because it brought me to the realm of thinking of a soldier. Now, a soldier in the army of the Lord, which we often explain we are, a soldier usually stands really ready. Uh, we have some soldiers in the house on today. Amen. But the soldier stands ready, ready to fight, ready to defend, ready to keep up the arms, to take up the arms so that everyone around is protected, that our freedom is protected. Amen? That's what a soldier does. But then there's the scout. When a person is told to go scout out, they go with a different view. They go with the view of gaining an understanding of what is happening on the other side. So when the Lord, through Moses, sent the twelve out to this place, he gave them the instructions of how to get there. And while they were 
They saw a neck, A-N-A-K. And that was one of the enemies that they had back at the camp, and they got terrified and afraid. So what it's saying is sometimes God will send us into a land or send a, a piece of us, a, a, an element of us, uh, what's the word that, uh, that is coming to my mind? A sample of us out into the land in which we're going to go. Make it play a little bit more currently. All right. You and you and you, God may have told you that you're going to be in leadership in some fashion. And he provides you an opportunity to go and do it. Without any instruction, without any um, someone teaching you, he may say, this is what I want you to do, and then put you in the presence of someone who's already doing it. He says, go scout out the land. And so when you're in that presence and you're in leadership mode and you're making schedules and you're making sure that you give instruction to people, or when you're in the land of uh, enough or more than enough and you have this building and you're um, operating and, and you're providing space for people to come, he says, when I told you to go into a land that is unfamiliar to you, I'm sending you to scout out the land in which I'm going to bring you. How do we know? Because in the scripture, he says, he, the Lord says, I have given them the land. So if he already told them, I have given them the land, then he tells them to go scout it out, then that means he's saying, I want you to go look at the place in which I've already given you, and I want you to get familiar in that place. I want you to understand what is happening without having the full responsibility of doing it at that time. Amen. And so he said, go up and survey the land. The children of Israel, it's important for us to remember that they had been in the desert for a very long time at that moment. They had just come out of Egypt, and like many of us, like me, I was comfortable in my Egypt. I was comfortable in the place where I did not have to have somebody expect something from me. So they may have been comfortable in their land in Egypt, and when they came into the desert, and they recognize we're free from Egypt, but we're in this place where we don't know what to do. We don't know how to get our food. Um, we're complaining because we're not able to eat the leaves of the land or steak. We don't have that available. We have locusts available now. So they were probably saying in their minds, I don't know if I would have left Egypt like many of you and I. It wasn't always bad when we were sinning. Mm -hmm. Wasn't always bad when I was sinning. I used to get worse and money is the way you said. <laughs> when it came over to the other side and I had to forego, how about this? Back in the day, they used to have this um, uh, way of getting money called bootleg. You familiar with bootleg? Like bootleg tapes and bootleg uh, clothes and such? Yep. And I remember, or bootleg liquor, mother said that. <laughs> Amen. Bootleg made something available to the masses that would not necessarily be available to them. If you had 10 kids, you couldn't afford to take all of them to the movies, so you bought a bootleg tape. Now that worked, that was an economic way of making sure that everybody was able to see this movie, right? But when you come over to the other side and the Lord says no more, uh, I'm gonna need you not to go in and buy a bootleg tape anymore, it becomes an economic disparity to that person who would have sold the bootleg tape. And then it becomes an economic disparity to you because if you want to go see a movie, you're actually gonna pay for it. So there's a system in when you are in sin that's actually comfortable. And when the Lord tells you to go scout out a land, a land where you're going to have more than enough, but you're gonna to have to do work for it. There's a land where we're going to have to um, eat the fat of the land, but we're going to have to have long hours 
to make sure that it's tended, he, he told us to go scope out the land. Now, uh, after they realized that I'm in the desert and it does not look like what I envisioned after all these years, what freedom was going to look like. It doesn't, it doesn't look like that. And what they decided to do, the 12 that went out and looked at the land, they came back and they said, it's too much. We were out here, we were out here for over 40 days and it was too much. They became terrified at the AMAC or the enemy in which was in front of their face. And so there's this person, her name is Julia Galilee, and she posits this. She says that soldiers and scouts, according to her, determine how you think about a thing. So if you're a soldier, you are already in a place of fight or flight, or you're in a place that I'm going to defend. You have that mindset to get it done. You have that mindset to solve a problem or an issue. But if you're a scout, you want to gain an understanding. I want to know why it's like that. You're curious, you want to know how, and you don't know whether or not it's right or wrong. You want to get everybody's thoughts in mind. And then, whether it is right, whether it's wrong, you will, if you are a scout, you will report that news and let the people decide. Amen. Amen. And both of them, both ways, soldiers and scouts, are very needed, particularly in war. They're very needed. A scout is needed, and then also the soldier is needed. Amen. You decide, based on your makeup, which one you are. Are you a scout or are you a soldier? Using the same passage of Scripture, which is in Numbers, if we use that same passage and we say that the Lord, through Moses, told the 12 leaders to go assess the people and culture, go and assess the land, how fruitful is the land, and go assess the wealth, the economic distribution of the land. When we are breaking new ground, we have to remember that we have not even scratched the surface. So I'm going to use this building or this edifice as an example. And we were the 12 spies that went over into the land. Some persons came back and they had a not so good report. It's too big. It's too much. Some of us, many of us, came back and said we are well able to take the land. We are well able to do what the Lord has to do. So that's an example of how our minds can say, I can do this, or we can talk ourselves out of it. Uh, another example that came to my mind is when it's buying a home. Sometimes the Lord will speak a word saying, you're about to buy a house, or I commissioned you to buy property, or I commissioned you to own your own business. And we're going to talk ourselves out of it saying, I don't see how that can get done because it costs more than what I see in my pocket, or it costs more than what I see in my bank account, or it costs more than what I see in the support and resources that is available to me. We have not, I say it again, scratched the surface of what God has for us. Wherever we are in our mind, Whatever we have our vision set that we're going to accomplish, that's just a minute surface scratch of what the Lord has for us. Right. He says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and have not entered into the thought of man the great things that I have in store for you. Amen. The great words that I have in store for you. So if we were like the Israelites, if we were like the 12 that went out, there was just one. Caleb said, we are well able to take this land. Amen. Now, I remember Caleb and Joshua because when I studied it years ago, I always put those two together, Caleb and Joshua. But then I realized Joshua wasn't one of the ones that was sent. So 
because Caleb and Joshua are always put together when we speak about them. Joshua, and that's because Joshua agreed with Caleb, but that was after Caleb gave the report. So guess what? Eleven of these spies, eleven of them said, we can't do it. God said, we need to tell us on today, how are you going to decide how are each one of you and you in social media when 11 out of 12 are saying we can't do it? Are you willing to be that one to say, whose report am I going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. God will not always have 
you see your enemies right at the front. Amen. Because you can turn around and quickly go back. Amen. I chuckle so bad. He said he's going to allow the enemy to show up right when they're in the middle of it. You'll be coasting along and doing right. your thing. They're like, yes, we got the instruction book. Yeah. 
to hear my cry. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. But thank you so much for being there with me. With Thanksgiving, he said, make your request. Now, you have prayed already. You have communicated with him. You have read his word. He said, supplicate. You have continued to keep coming back. You already told him you were thankful. Now, now all of that was the pre-stage to making your request. Making your request known unto God, and then that peace, which surpasses all understanding. There's a, there's a settling in your spirit. There's a knowing in your spirit that this, it is going to be alright, because it's already alright. We heard earlier on today, it's already alright. And I don't know about you all, but when I keep coming back to be of good courage, that's a reminder to me. Amen. As we showed in the Bible, um, there was an agricultural 
traverse and bring this back to the camp so that they can see. All along that journey, all the time of pruning that God does for us, he's trying to get something out of us. He's trying to get some stuff away. He separates us from the masses for a reason. Ain't nobody calling you that I'm supposed to right now in this season because God is trying to get something in you. Amen? Nobody's thinking about what you need or your opinion. So what? Take it to the Lord. Amen? Worship Him. Amen? Celebrate Him. Amen? Be with Him. Amen? Make sure that you spend time with Him. Amen? Leave that example. Amen? Because sometimes, during that period of testing, during that trial, during that probation, it's actually a time for you to see that Jahari's window, for you to look at you. Yeah. Most of us that I know of don't want to spend that time to look at the issue of you. Don't want to look at it. They just keep being busy, 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 going, 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 because they don't want to see. They fill it with stuff. But that 40 days symbolizes the trial, the probation. And I can imagine that the 12 leaders, that they gave the report because they felt like they could not overcome the giants that were there. That they felt like they were not prepared to take on the task, to do the grudge work, the, the, the work that nobody wants to do, the building, the late nights. They didn't want to do it because they had been comfortable in Egypt. I could imagine that. And I say to us as leaders in the space, now you might not be a leader in the secular world, but you are a leader in your house. You are a leader in the house of God. You are a leader to your children. You are a leader to anybody on the street in which you see. And in our leadership capacity, what it's saying to us today is that the trial and that test that you're going through is a physical example to tell them how big or how small your God is. Well, we are well able. 
able to eat and to possess the land. We are well able. And the land represents ownership of the territory of the region. Whose report are you all going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Let me go on down here. Praise God. Because I know that all this time, y'all been looking at the fruit of the land. Amen. And so it was interesting that in this passage, it talks about the fruits of the land, but it gave preference to the grapes. And so what God had me do on today is go to all our favorite place, Wendy. Mm -hmm. Shout out for you all. Amen. And he wanted me to share with us that there's a variety of fruits. And that's indicative of there's a variety of talents, of fruits, and of flavor, and of diversity, of the skill and the treat that every single one of us brings to the kingdom. Amen. Right. 
social media world, or you know someone, then Romans chapter 10. I love that copy. That is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. It is setting a wonderful atmosphere. But those who don't believe, who are having struggles, those who don't know who Christ is, and somebody is showing you this tape, somebody is giving you this link, then I invite you on today to profess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Amen? I invite you on today to believe in your heart that he died for your sins and rose again for your life. Amen? I invite you on today to accept our Lord and Savior in your heart, in your mind, as your Lord and Savior. And when you do that, then I invite you to get into a Bible-believing and teaching ministry so that you not only get saved, but that you get sanctified in the Senior Pastor Bishop Brian K. Hill's senior photo. 
you also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text give to 1-844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Hiller Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room. And we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.